Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amazing pop culture podcast starring dags and res today as always a powerful episode get ready hold on to your hats and hold on to your pants and now across this powerful virtual oaken desk is the amazing the magical mike res hello dags hello amazing friends got my pants pulled up and i've got an electric cord tied around my waist to keep them up you got your britches ready i do I sure do. My dungarees, my Oshkosh bagosh. Your slacks, your trousers. My slacks. Ooh, pleated pants. Yes. Corduroy. When you walk. You got to run in those. That way you sound like you're yes. going real yes. fast. Hello, friends. Welcome. Welcome back to the most powerful podcast ever created. The amazing pop culture podcast starring <laughs> Diggs and Rez. God, we got a great show today. Powerful. We're going to be talking about the TV series, the Marvel comic book series, Moon Knight. We also have a powerful song of the day, and we have a powerful review of Video Game Con. Is that what it's called, Micah? DJ Res? Video Game and Music Convention, or VGM Con, as you will. If you're in the know, you know. Yes, if you know, you know. And how's your nose? All right, Micah, DJ Res, tell us a little bit about your convention. Video Game Music Convention. So, if you are in Minnesota, this happens once a year. Uh, Last year, it was virtual because of the pandemic but video game and music convention is a it's a con as you will that uh highlights video game music mostly they have artists artists actually from all over the country come to this convention to perform and to hang out to network and it's based around video game music a lot of it's like that 8-bit music like there's 8-bit cover bands bands that are playing music from Zelda, from Super Mario Brothers. But you also get music like Nitro Wave TC, and you get some electronic DJs, and you get some real fun, highfalutin, deep bass music, house music, trance music at night. On Saturday night, there was actually a a heavy metal band called Knights of the Round out of Chicago that played on the main stage, which was pretty cool. So they got uh, the place rocking. But yeah, it's like... During the day, it's uh, network and hang out and eat food and and buy some merchandise and and you know talk to some of your favorite video game artists. And at night, it's just a, a party uh, that goes down and people are dancing and getting drunk and and all these video game people that are just letting loose. It's kind of crazy. This year, they so the first year Nitro Wave TC was there was at a smaller hotel near Richdale Mall. Three. Yeah, and now this this year they expanded into a bigger hotel out in Plymouth, um, and they're going to stay there next year too. And they're going to. What's nice about this con is that they they know what they do well, and they do it well, and then they get feedback from people uh, to see what they can improve, and then the next year it'll be even better. 
So, uh, and this space is, is pretty big and they, they probably have, they, they definitely have a lot of room to grow and they already have plans on how they're going to grow it to make uh, fit the space better next year. So what were you wearing, Mike or DJ Rez? Oh, Amazing what friends wasn't want to I know. wearing? It was lacy uh, and sexy, but it was underneath my clothes. Oh. Um, I mainly wore t-shirts that just promoted Nitro Wave and Nitro Wave Axe. And then I, I manned the merch table. So I was slanging merch and pushing, pushing music and stickers and CDs and all sorts of stuff on people. And it, it was pretty good. We, we did pretty well. People come to, to spend money. Did you have any tricks to get people to the table? Yeah, I always, when they walked by, I'd say, don't go any, stop right there. And then they'd stop. And I'd say, no, come here. Let's talk about Nitro Wave. You got to do the carny tricks. You, oh. do, you do the wallet <laughs> on the fishing line. Oh, sure. When they ready to bend over to grab it, you pull it. <laughs> and then you got to have the, your voice. It has to be shot. Come here, come here, come here. I'll tell you what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, because I'll win every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know you gotta like and you gotta they're like walking as a couple you gotta be like come here win a prize win a prize every time you don't want her to go away empty-handed so what were the so, demographics what was the average age would you say age range 18 to 35 probably more like 21 to 40 i would say so it's uh yeah it's about about 21 to 40 uh you, you had some people a little older a little younger but um, for the most part, that was, that was like the target demographic and it, you know, it's people that are way into like video games and like the old video games, because, yes. you know, you, like I said, you've got some bands that are playing, uh, some kind of, uh, like an acoustic version of the legend of Zelda, you know what I mean? And it's just, uh, it's kind of all over the place, but it, if you're a video game music fanatic, this is the convention to be at. Was there any dig dug jams? There was not, no, but there should be. Was there any centipede breakdowns? Nope, none of that. There should have been. There definitely should have been. No Qbert. Oh, my God, Qbert. Uh, music, nothing. Yes, powerful. No. Pitfall, nothing like that. No Galaga jams? No, but uh, I was kind of disappointed there was no Joyce, Joust. I said Joyce, Joust jams. Well, you need a Joust to joystick to play the Joust and the Joust to joysticks and tap yeah. those buttons and... Yeah, but no, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a good good time. To what just were the kids wearing? Out. What were the costumes? Was there a lot of cosplay or just uh, streetwear? Um, no, there was a, a Kirby was there. There was a, a Mario and a Luigi. There was a few Pokemon that showed up. Um, and then other characters from games, Final Fantasy games. I don't know the names of characters. What's kind of funny is, so this is like the third convention that Nitro Wave has been at. And you see a lot of the same people. And so you're always like, oh, there's, what's his name that we saw at 2D Con or something, you know, and they're, they just get way into the convention, but it's, there's a lot, I'd say 30% of the people we saw this past weekend, we've seen at other conventions. Powerful. Yeah. Did anyone come up and say hi? Did they know who you were? Are you still? Not me personally. No, No. I'm still incognito. They've heard of Nitroid, but they don't know Mike Rez. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No. <laughs> Did you have your cribbage board body armor on? Oh, you know what? I think next year I'll come as a cribbage board. That'll be my <laughs> cosplay. Do you, do you want to poke <laughs> me with your little things? What are those things called, Micro DJ Riz? The pegs? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't want to do No pegging jokes. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about Moon Knight. <laughs> so, of course, DJ Micro Riz, I picked a powerful song to go with it. You sure did. Yes. And what I did, instead of Moon Knight, what, what is Moon Knight? Moonlight. 
Moonlight right. Feels Right by the powerful band Starbuck. This band in 1974 was formed in Atlanta, Georgia. It was formed by the dude that played keyboards. He was a vocalist. He was a producer, Bruce Blackman, and a marimba player named Bo Wagner. <laughs> now, this song, Micro DJ Rez, it's got to be my top 10 songs that has a marimba solo in it. Wouldn't you agree? I would say that it's probably my top one song, <laughs> marimba. marimba. But I looked it up. There are 50 songs, according to Google, with the marimba solo in it, or at least marimba in it, I should oh, say. Oh, love the marimba. So yeah. these these dudes started out in uh, a group that was uh, in Mississippi, and it was Sunshine Pop, Eternity's Children, not to be confused with Destiny's Child. <laughs> now, Micro DJ Rez, do you know much about Sunshine Pop? Do you enjoy Sunshine Pop? I've never heard of Sunshine Pop, no. If you had a guess, what do you think it is? Uh, I would say springy, springy type pop music. That's good enough. What it is, yeah. it's, it originated in Southern California in the mid-60s. It's okay. easy listening, kind of just happy, beauty of the world, just appreciating stuff. Oh, and, okay. And you'll, know, you'll know the bands when I talk about like the Mamas and the Papas, the Fifth Dimension. Okay, yep. And the Beach Boys are kind of in there. We had sun, we had seasons no, in the no, sun. No, no? No. Okay. All right. Powerful the Association, the Turtles. <laughs> I like Turtles. Remember, like the Turtles. Remember, everyone knows it's windy. <laughs> everyone knows it's windy. That's remember? a good song. God. I love Sunshine Pop. I'm going to need you guys in your synth-wavy groups to... Do a sunshine Cover. pop wave. Oh, maybe yeah, I should you, do that. You should. I'm a visionary. Yeah, stop telling have, other people what to idea. do and well, you I, do it. You know why? Because I don't have any musical talent, but I have ideas. I feel I'm a good producer. Oh, there you go. You're the Sudge Knight of yeah, synthwave. Yes, I don't. I don't have talent, but I I know talent when I see it. Sure. So anyway, I dig the sunshine pop. So what they did is formed a band called Starbuck. And what Starbuck's big hit. It was came out in 75, but it really didn't get on the charts until 76. Moonlight Feels Right. August 14, 1976, Casey Kasem reported the group's difficulties in promoting this single. No one wanted it. No one wanted to hear it. So they went, they went around back then. You'd go around to radio stations and basically just give them the record and say, hey, play it. Right. And most of them, like 90 million percent of them said they would play it, but no one really did. And then one of them ended up playing it. And then that was it. It just became a huge hit. And it charted. Australia went up 25. Canada, number three. What? But the ones you want, the Hot 100, got up to <laughs> number three. So, Maker DJ Rez, what are your thoughts of this song? Now, you watched the video. The, the big, what I remember, because I'm really old, is Midnight Special. When the Midnight Special came out, it was in July 1976. When the big bands, when they come on, you'd, you'd stay up sure. late and you'd watch the Midnight Special. So, Micro DJ Rez, tell, tell us, tell me your thoughts on the powerful song, Moonlight Feels Right. Well, it's the happiest mustache you'll ever see in a video. I'm telling you that right now. Plus, he's got the cool pre-Kangle hat on. I think they just called him berets back. Not really a beret. What would you call that? I mean, I'll, that I'll get a good style. look at it and try to refresh yeah. my memory here. So, But no, it's a, it's a fun song. It's a happy song. I feel like it was on a... Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, but I don't think it actually was on anyone. But it's that type of music, you know, like that old, just feel good type music. It's kind of a bummer that all those radio stations didn't want to play it in the in the winter, in the fall. They wanted to wait till the spring. 
Um, it's kind of stupid how some radio stations program that way. And there's still radio stations that program that way to this day, where they won't play certain songs at certain times of the year or certain times of the day because of what the song says or how it sounds. It's really just stupid. I'm saying this hat is a driving cap slash beret. There you go. In there, yeah. Yeah, like a driving cap. Yeah, yeah you throw some some leather driving yes. gloves with no yes. fingers on and a yeah. almost looks Maserati like he's wearing it's kind of like beret-ish driving yep. cap. Yeah, and then uh, the marimba. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> you got that going on, and that that's a good solo in there. And I actually forgot about that solo because I've heard this song a thousand times, and I I always forget who sings it. Um, but you throw that in there and it just it's a it's a top one song with marimba in my book but it's definitely top 10 of the summer that's powerful name too starbuck yeah and you know how we we did like the top five driving songs that we did this might have to go into one of my top five my top five drivers where would you be driving if you're listening to this tune to the beach or on highway one in california yes yeah, you know, yes. right on the cliffs, and you got the the ocean crashing yes. on the going on back the beach. to Sunshine Pop. Yeah, Southern I mean California. you gotta. It's got to be like not sunset, but like that pre-sunset, like five p.m., five thirty p.m. You're just cruising. You know, if you're here in the cities in Minnesota, you just roll down your windows and just cruise down Snelling. Wow. You know what I mean. So you're going to the uh, beach. What are you drinking? Drinking on my way to the beach. It's either going to be water or it's going to be some kind of sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yep. I don't care what what kind of sweet tea. I just, I like sweet tea. If I'm like, if I'm going to be outside or if I'm cruising. Something about the the flavor. I don't know. What about you? What are you driving to the beach? We're driving to the beach. driving. Driving to the beach. We're drinking. It's going to be, so that's a mellow tune that I would probably have a lot of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying a blue demon. Well, they, oh, I'm sorry. They can't call it blue demon anymore. What is it? I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> it's a blue agave energy drink. Right. Yeah. I know what you I can't remember what they call it either. Yeah. If, if the song is going to be mellow, you better be pumped, right? Yeah. I think it's just full throttle blue agave. There you go. He's like, not the tequila, though. No. You don't want to do any tequila, no. just in case anyone's listening. No. Yeah. Now, Mike DJ Rez, out of five xylophones, what are you giving this song? <laughs> it's going to be four and a half xylophones. You love it. I do. I love this song. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, when I, 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 knew, <laughs> I, I knew the song, and I already knew I liked it, uh, just because the title. I know the title. I just can't always remember that it's Starbuck that sings it. Do you um, think Starbucks yeah, ripped like off the, the name? Yes. For for this, I will say yes. They did rip off the name. They knew what they were doing. And Starbuck, it sounds like some character from Guardians of the Galaxy. So, right. And yeah. actually, every time I hear the name Starbuck, I think of Buck Rogers. So, oh, Wilma. Just because of the word Buck. Wilma. Yeah. Doctor Theopolis. Twiggy. I'm gonna say that little robot. Yeah. So. That's like the main thing I remember. Yeah, Twiggy in the around his neck was Doctor Theopolis. Doctor Theopolis. Yes, powerful show. Yeah. Now, when you were doing research, when you found out about the Casey Kasem part about yes. him reporting the difficult, yes. did you read it in Casey's voice? <laughs> like, could you imagine him saying this on like American Top Forty when he's like, 
This next group had trouble <laughs> trying to get their song played. <laughs> Keep your feet that's, that's the way I reaching for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he he, he totally Casey Kasem that up. Oh God, so, Casey Kasem. I, I did a couple weeks ago on my radio show. I did a Casey Kasem impression of him introducing the long distance dedication. Oh, did you weep? Oh yeah, always. And it's always the same because it was always about some dude who fell in love with this girl that shared, they shared a first kiss while they were camp counselors at some lake, you know, and then they never saw each other again. So (laughs) (laughs) and now it's time for the long distance dedication. Dear Casey. Did you ever ever see the one where he was on a hot mic and he was all swearing and shit? (laughs) You never heard that? I don't never heard that. Oh, (laughs) God. Who was he mad at? I can't remember. He just starts going off. (laughs) Was it about the long distance dedication or just life in general? Let me me look it up here. Casey, Casey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Screw this shit. God damn it. (laughs) This swear word is going up to my number one. (laughs) Oh, for Christ's sake, Casey, say it ain't so. (laughs) Now I'm going to look that up because now I want to. I oh, want yeah. to hear Casey freak out. <laughs> it's like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> We're doing it live. That's that what it. I've seen, yeah. Doing... <laughs> Just imagine that with Casey Kasem. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Powerful. Casey. Have you ever gone off on the mic, Mike? I have not, no. I've uh, I've been scared into being really careful about that. But no, I've never gone off on the mic. I try not to swear when I'm in the studio, even when I know the microphone's off. But recently, within the last year, that's I've I found myself swearing more in the studio. I'm like, God, I gotta really stop that. What if I accidentally forget to turn the mic off? So I don't I don't need a Burt Blylevin hot mic moment. Oh my God, more like hot get, farts. Get, get canceled yeah. off of community Bert, radio. Burt enjoyed <laughs> farting. Oh, he did. Yes. Like her DJ Rez, let's do a powerful waxing or waning of the moon we're mm. gonna wax we're gonna wane we're gonna go to the next phase of the moon moon night the tv series tell us amazing friends whatever they're called now tell us <laughs> about the show moon night <laughs> all right well moon night is a brand new television mini series that was just released on disney plus uh, that's based on the marvel cinematic universe or the marvel comics uh, off the character Moon Knight, um, and it is this is I I didn't know this. This is a six television series that uh, Marvel has done already, and I am so far behind I can't keep up. But I'm going to keep up on Moon Knight because I started it right when it started, so I don't have to worry about trying to catch up on all of the episodes all at once. It came out two weeks ago. We're two episodes in. They come out every Wednesday, and they come out promptly at midnight on Wednesday. So if you don't want to know anything about that episode, stay off of Twitter. And the witching hour. Yeah. Don't search moon Knight hashtags on Twitter. Cause you will get spoilers, but it's starring Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector slash moon Knight slash uh, what's his other character's name? Stephen Grant. Now Mark Spector or moon Knight is a mercenary who has disassociative identity disorder. And the other personality that he has Stephen Grant is a gift shop employee at a museum 
And Mark Spector, like I said, is a mercenary uh, who is also Moon Knight because he is actually, I don't know, would you call him possessed by an Egyptian god by the name of Kanchu? I always think it sounds like conscience, so it kind of throws me off. So Kanchu uh, is kind of, he's inside of Mark, or he has control of Mark Spector. Um, he kind of tells him what to do. He puts him on these missions. And then we find out that uh, um, there's a woman involved. Ethan Hawke is in this movie, and he's got he's being controlled by another Egyptian goddess uh, who likes to judge people and to see if they're good or bad before they even have done anything wrong. And, you know, there's lots of, like, death and and moral and ethical back and forths. There's a lot of action in this. In the second episode in particular, there's a lot of lot of action. But Oscar Isaac, I think, does a really good job uh, as his character is Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. And I say that because when he is Stephen Grant, he annoys the piss out of me. <laughs> just bugs me, that character. And I don't know what it is about him. But that just goes to show you that Oscar Isaac is doing a good job of playing both characters. And Stephen Grant has a weird accent, and he's kind of neurotic, um, and he's kind of all over the place. He's a mess. Uh, and then Mark Spector is your manly man who kicks ass and takes control when things need to be taken care of and turns into Moon Knight, which is what you're watching the show for anyway. Not much has really gone on in the first two episodes. You kind of are just learning about who these characters are and how they interact with each other. But uh, at the end of the second episode, we, we get swept away to Egypt and that's where it has ended so far. And now we're going to switch from England to Egypt. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of mummy type things going on in, in the next couple episodes. So what are your favorite parts of it and what parts do you hate? The parts I hate are any scene that Stephen Grant is <laughs> is in, which unfortunately is a lot of them right now. The bathroom scene, even though there wasn't, you don't get to see much. I just like the action. Like the action is what I'm there for. Uh, so the scene in the bathroom where he's kicking that dog's ass is something that piqued my interest. And then when he was uh, again after he met Ethan Hawke and had soup with him. Uh, which was just kind of like a weird, <laughs> a weird scene in general. But when he put the suit on, you know, just like anything else, when Batman puts the suit on or when Superman's in his getup, that's when, you know, something's going to happen. So that's what piques your interest. My ADHD kind of, you know, is piqued by that. It likes it. So, um, but like I said, I think, I think we're going to start to to get some more action now that we're moving along here. Are you ready for my thoughts? I am ready for your thoughts. All right. The Moon Knight is cool, the character. but. Yeah, the the dude uh, should have been played by Monk Tony Shalhoub, or Mister B. Oh, you think so? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Annoying. I think you're right. <laughs> and too, there's too much of the UK accent. I get it; they're all UK, but way over the top accents. I didn't like right. the whole dumb, goofy sense of humor. I want a superhero show. You know, I mean, I get it. I get the two different personalities. Right. So, so, so some of my powerful notes here are the pet fit pet fish trope, the goldfish, you know, you always got to feed, yeah. feed the fish, you know, <laughs> what is that? DJ Mike? I, What's I, with the fish? I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like the venom voice too much venom. Yep. That's true. Too much groundhogs day. <laughs> and they had, I th- got you to wear my ring. And they had to throw in the eighties <laughs> wham. Yeah. You know, the ironic music. Yeah. The Engelbert Humperdinck song. 
you know, I, I want like, you know, and I get it. It's a series, but I didn't, I didn't like the, you know, the, the stupid mild mannered, you know, I get so sick of that. He's a mild mannered guy at the store and, you know, everyone's brow beating him. I want like, they should just like, I don't know how you do it, but just have more just superhero action. I, I agree. And I actually was thinking that I hate, so Marvel does a good job with its movies. I hate the series that they do because they will slow roll it. I think yeah. what their problem is, they're trying to get everyone. They want every sure. demographic, whoever you want to say is watching it. You know what right. I mean? They have to have the love interest. They have to have the stupid sense of humor, you know, the ironic songs, but then they have the action. And sometimes it's like, it's so weird because it'll go from like, it's some, like some sitcom on CBS, but then it'll have this bloody violence. I mean, it's, it's really weird. It's kind of like a reacher where I don't think it knows what it wants to be. Right. And I, I'm kind of worried because it's only six episodes that it's going to cram a whole bunch of shit in at the end, like the last uh, episode and a half. And they're, it's just going to try to wrap itself up too quickly and instead of, you know, like stretching it out. Like, I just don't want it to end like it felt like it was in a rush. I hate that. I hated that about Reacher, Reacher and I, I just don't want that to happen with this one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's only two episodes out. Right. But and it's six episodes altogether, and that's it. Yes. So, I, you know, hopefully, you know, and I'm sure it'll build and there'll be more action, but I would cut out all that goofy stuff, and I don't like the two, two different identities, and I, I get why they do it. Right. Like, and then I was getting too much of the Deadpool vibe. You know, because he's a merc too. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I di- I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna watch all six. I just want to yes. see where it's going because it's gonna tie in. Because of course, you know, it's Marvel, so it's gonna tie in a movie that's coming up at some point. And if you don't watch it, you're gonna watch the movie that it ties into, and you're gonna be like, "Well, I don't get that part." I'm gonna be like, "Oh, you didn't watch Moon Knight, you loser!" So, oh yeah. <laughs> and there's a rumor that the Hulk is gonna be in it, so kind of kind of interested to see if that'll happen it's and they're doing the uh so every time like oscar isaac or does a an interview now on these talk shows you know oh we heard the hulk is gonna be in it and he does a oh, you're just gonna have to watch you know <laughs> it's like okay so the hulk's in it <laughs> so i mean it, I do, we just have to just have to wait and see so i'm kind of interested to see how that plays in there because i watched the other thing i watched is kind of like a marvel week for me i watched the eternals finally um and you, you know you kind of have to watch that to see how blade gets tied in now and there was some they're talking about rings and stuff and it's like is that the you know is that how shang chi and the 10 rings gets brought in i mean who knows but it leaves you guessing and i like that but i also kind of feel like you missed something back in my day it was master of kung fu oh really yes they always have to change everything <laughs> and my powerful tie-in, of course, because Moon Knight's first appearance was in 1975. The same with Starbuck. Isn't that powerful? That is powerful. Yes. And he, his first debut was in comic book Werewolf by Night. And he was a mercenary, and he was out to kill the evil werewolf. He had silver weapons, you know, which are deadly to werewolves. But then he, he realized that the dude was actually just a victim and not just a monster. So he went out to sure. help him. And then they brought, they brought him back in another comic book, Marvel spotlight 76 later. And then, then he went 
Spider-Man. He was in Spider-Man. So he kind of ties in there. He was in the Defenders. So a Hulk, you're talking Hulk too. Right. Yep. So you nerd. Yes. But also, I mean, <laughs> if you really think about it, he's just a rip off of Batman. <laughs> Instead of black, he was white, but True that. <laughs> what do you think of the Egypt stuff? You like that Egyptology? The myths and um, all that? It, so I, I was talk, talking to my kid about this. I said, so now Marvel's got me all confused because now they, you know, they start with with uh, Norse gods, you know, with Thor. And then the Eternals is all about Greek gods. And now this is all about Egyptian gods. So there's lots of gods you got to try to keep track of. And I find myself going, oh, I've heard about that. I've heard that god's name before. And then you're like, well, holy shit, they're like pulling everything in here. So I, I, and I don't read the comic book. So I'm you sure want to read some comics. I'm surrounded I, right now in I, comic books. Yeah, no, I don't. You don't. Why I is really that my DJ risk? Cause I still want to be cool when I'm 45. So shut up, bitch. Um, yeah, but I it's just... way too late for that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, bring them <laughs> on. <laughs> so no, I, uh, this is how I'm catching up with my comic books is watching Marvel movies going, Oh, look at all these different gods they're bringing in. What the hell? I'm confused. So, I'm going to give you a comic book and you're going to have to read it. DJ Microsoft. Is it uh predator versus judge dread? Whoa. That is a real comic book, by the way. I got one predator versus judge Judy. Oh, that would be, that'd be a good one. How, I need predator versus Casey Kasem. That's what I want. <laughs> Your boy Ranction, 1840 times. I just make random noises. And you'd be like, this, this alien's going up the chart. So Mike or DJ Rez, out of five croissant moons, Ooh. what are you giving this? Well, before I do that, I wanted to ask you, what did you think of Ethan Hawke being in this show as Arthur Harrow? You know, you know, I like them, but you know, what's funny. It's like all these guys, when they get older, they, they're just, they're just like a cartoon version of themselves, you know, like Nick Cage or right. Isn't that crazy? It is. And I, I actually, I think Ethan Hawke is what Jared Leto wishes he could be. That's what I think. Because they're kind of the same person to me. Like Jared Leto will also be a character ver- or a cartoon version of himself in about 10 years. Yeah. You know, you could see Christopher Walken, you know, just some, okay. you know, <laughs> can you imagine him being that Yeah, character? But you know what it is? I mean, it, the actors, they just become a weird yeah. cartoon version of themselves. Right. Yeah. I think Ewan McGregor would have been a better choice, but he's busy being Obi-Wan right now. Obi-Wan. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the rankings. So yes. out of five, crescent moons i'm croissant. gonna give it th- oh three croissant moons is what three I'm moons it. yep what are you giving it i am giving it a new moon a new moon yeah that's when you can't see it <laughs> <laughs> or, or, nice. or i should or a total lunar eclipse of the heart <laughs> wow you really hate this show it, it's just dumb and i i get it they're building it up but they should have had less of the i don't i don't like the quirky quirky the you know it reminded me of the mask too you know whole whatever that is you know where they have the, know, the bumbling the- fumbling goofy guy that's the best analogy I think you could have come up with. Thank Way you. to go, man. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Good God analogy. You. Thank you. 
you know, I know why they do it because they're they're just trying to suck in everyone. Right. Just, yeah. I would rather have it. There's enough nerds and there's enough people that are not even nerds but would like it. Like if if there's a good show, you'll just like it. Whatever right. genre it is, if it's a prison show, if it's this or that, it doesn't matter. If if it's good, you're gonna watch it. You know, like uh, Game of Thrones, West Side Story. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, never mind. But <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> That shouldn't have fit what I would like, but I started watching it. I, I loved it. Yeah. So if something is good, you're going to get into it. It's just like a YouTube video or it's on some topic you're not even into, but if they're, they really film it well and produce it well and act it well, and it's interesting, you're going to watch it. You'll watch a documentary on fucking goldfish. So, <laughs> That's true. If it know, was done well, I probably yeah, would. Yeah. But it's like this show and it's going to be a hit and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. Thank you, DJ Micarez, for another powerful episode of the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast. Now, we ask you one thing, and we always know that is more than one thing. First, <laughs> get on social media. Follow us on Twitter, at AmazingPopPod. Follow us on Instagram. YouTube channel, and that's blowing up right now. We're uh, going to make videos. We got stuff coming up. We're very excited. And Mike or DJ Rez, plug some of your stuff. Yeah, follow me at Mike Rez Radio on Instagram and on Twitter, and follow the 945 Show on Facebook. And then while you're at it, why not go to uh, Mike's Paint Studio on all of those uh social media channels then follow that on youtube as well i could really use your subscriber boost now isn't it true that i'm going to make an appearance on your powerful radio show it is true we just decided may 14th everyone we will have dags and mike and and you'll get to meet bridge for the first time um and we're gonna we're gonna do uh, a lot of music talk we're gonna play some good music we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out like a cool theme for music so what song, show. just off the top of your head, encompasses, when you think of Dags, what do you think of? What song? Go ahead. Metallica, Master of Puppets. Wow. I thought you yep. were going to say, like, Karma Chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> no, you kind of put me on the spot. And Care- I think the last careless time I saw it, a black, <laughs> Careless Whisper. There you go. Yeah, it's got to be that one. Or what was the theme song from the Blue Oyster from uh, Police Academy? That's the song. <laughs> so. You, you know you would dance to that. Yes, I'll dance to anything. <laughs> I, I'm a man without a hat. Powerful. Ooh. Well, we hope you guys enjoy this powerful show. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.